Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And a good morning to everybody out there in West Georgia. Welcome. This is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Happy Monday to everybody. Wasn't that a wild and crazy weekend in sport? We have a lot to cover on the show, including the Atlanta Falcons with another blunder. It just doesn't get any more comical than that. We have Auburn firing Gus Malzahn. Who is going to take over? And what are are the realistic expectations at Auburn? And the Cleveland Indians, for the first time in 105 years, will change their name. I'm guessing they're going to call themselves the Cleveland baseball team. All right, let's start with the Atlanta Falcons. As I start this show, it just gets tougher and tougher. Every Monday, I have to get on the air and talk about how the Falcons blew another game. It's starting to get comical. This game was all on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan threw three interceptions in the second half. Let me tell you something. It's not all his fault. You have an incompetent offensive coordinator that doesn't run the ball. He doesn't like to run the ball. The Falcons need to change their identity if they want to start winning. If you look at the four possessions that the Falcons had in the second half, remember they were up 17 to 10. It wasn't for Anthony Lynn's blunder as a head coach as the Chargers are trying to march down the field to at least kick a field goal. They come up with no points in the first half. They're down 17 to 10 and here are the Falcons possessions in the second half. Interception, punt, interception interception what is matt ryan doing you're in field goal range twice you're actually in chargers territory all three possessions that matt ryan threw an interception one was in the back of the end zone okay i'll give him that that was that was a good play by the cornerback but matt ryan throwing just an interception just a lazy interception and an Of course, at the end of the game, when the Chargers were trying to give it away after Justin Herbert throwing an interception, Matt Ryan does him one better and throws yet another interception. The Chargers got a 15-yard penalty. They're back at their own 26 with 30 seconds left to go. They have all three timeouts, but the Falcons were able to get the Chargers into position where they kicked the game-winning field goal. What a horrible game by the Atlanta Falcons. And I called this. I said that the Falcons are going to find a way to lose this game, and I was completely right. This is on the culture. This is the coaching staff. This is everybody in that organization. They need to do a complete redo over. They don't need to get a retread coach. They need to get They need to find a new identity. I actually said I like the idea of Lewis Riddick and Eric Bieniemy as the GM and the coach. I think they need to go into that direction. Is Matt Ryan done in Atlanta? I think that he is not the quarterback that can try to win you a game with his arm. I think there are some things he can do well, but you have to get back to that run-first identity. The Falcons just need to become a physical team. They need to find some dudes. They need to find some guys in the draft. 
I thought they were going in that direction when they hired Dan Quinn back in 2015. They drafted Keon O'Neal. They drafted Deion Jones. They drafted Grady Jarrett. They had some good players that were physical, and they need to go back into that direction. How about go get that edge rusher from the University of Miami? So the Atlanta Falcons, it's looking like they could possibly finish 4-12. and Good for them. They can get a good draft pick. What a horrible game. It doesn't get any easier next week because they take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Two more times, they have to take on Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and then Tom Brady to close out the season. And the Atlanta Falcons are officially eliminated from the playoffs and they've secured their third straight losing season. They've had two back-to-back seven and nine seasons and now they could possibly have even worse of a season. Just horrible, horrible. There's so many expectations for the Falcons. Why even have these expe- Why even have these expectations if you're a Falcons fan? Uh, it's hard. It is hard to get on the air and talk about another blunder by the Atlanta Falcons. This is the fourth blunder they've had this season. Games that they should have won. Games that the odds they were high favorites to win, like 99.9% chance of winning. I don't think that they were that big of a favorite in this game, but you look at the Cowboys, the Bears, the Lions, and now the Chargers. This is the difference. This is the difference in the season. Right now, they're four and nine, and instead, they'd be eight and five. Unbelievable. And that's my rant on the Falcons. Going through the NFL, I'm going to start with the Chicago Bears beating the Texans. Mitchell Trubisky had a great game. He's not a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. I know that that game meant a lot to Mitchell Trubisky. They, the Bears get the 36-7 victory over the Houston Texans, and they are still alive for the playoffs. Deshaun Watson had no Will Fuller. He had no Brandon Cooks. Of course, they lost DeAndre Hopkins to free agency. He didn't have David Johnson. He had no weapons to throw the ball to. And, of course, the Houston Texans are having a down year. Well, the Cowboys got a big victory as Andy Dalton returns to Cincinnati. 30-7 over the Cincinnati Bengals. And believe it or not, the Cowboys are still alive for the playoffs. And as they are in striking distance of the NFC East. Andy Dalton had a pretty impressive game throwing throwing two touchdown passes. And, of course, the Cowboys will take on the 49ers next week. That game was flexed out of the Sunday night game, and it's now the Sunday afternoon game. And that is another story to tell about the blunder that the San Francisco 49ers put up against the Washington football team, a 23-15 loss. (coughs) And they are now two games out of the playoffs. It is not looking good. This team is banged up pretty bad. But there are no excuses when it comes to injuries. But I knew from the start, when Debo Samuel went out with that hamstring injury, there's your ballgame. Because Kyle Shanahan cannot do what he wanted to do with running the football and his game plan because you got your most dynamic weapon that is not in the ballgame. The Niners defense did a very good job stopping Washington, especially in the run game and in the pass game. But it was the play of defensive end, Chase Young. He is just a rookie sensation. The edge rusher, he had a strip sack fumble, returned for a touchdown. He had a couple more sacks. He had a pass deflection. He had another forced fumble. He was the difference maker in this game for the Washington football team. 
And Nick Bowens is just not the quarterback. I know that Coach Shanahan was thinking about pulling him for C.J. Beathard, but when he had that pick six, Cameron Curl with a 76-yard interception return, and Washington had a 23-7 lead. He is not the quarterback that can get you back into a game. And they are patiently waiting for the return of Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. They should be back by the last game of the season, but it is not looking all that bad for the 49ers for next year. Remember, they're going to play a last place schedule and they're going to have all their players back, including Nick Bosa. How big was that when Nick Bosa went out that first game of the season? The entire defense has changed. The entire defense changed. Eric Armstead is not the Pro Bowl player with 10 sacks because the impact that Nick Bosa had on the line allowed Eric Armstead to get those sacks. You also had Kawan Alexander, who actually made very big plays for the Saints. They traded him away. Jimmy Ward was just not the player that he was last year. They gave him a big contract. Jaquiski Tart was out of the game. Emmanuel Mosley was out of the game. This team was banged up. Richard Sherman doesn't want to be there. It looks like he may not re-sign with the Niners for 2021. So this was a down year. They showed showed some things. They showed that they can still be a good football team, especially by beating the New England Patriots and beating the Rams twice. This Niners team, this was a washout season, and they need to look forward to next season. They'll be back. You had the Kansas City Chiefs proving that they are the best team in the NFL. They defeated the Miami Dolphins 33-27. I felt like they were just toying with them because Patrick Mahomes, he scored a touchdown to end the first half up 21-10 and then scored another one 28-10. The Kansas City Chiefs had a 28-10 lead and the Miami Dolphins made a valiant comeback, but it wasn't enough and Kansas City gets the big win. The Cardinals put themselves in position for the seventh seed in the NFC by defeating the Giants 26-27. The Buccaneers defeated the Vikings 26-14, which allowed the Viking, which allowed Tampa Bay to just secure that sixth seed in the playoffs. They are looking pretty good. How about those Indianapolis Colts and the play of Jonathan Taylor? 150 yards, two touchdowns. They are the better team when it comes to an all-around team. They're doing it with a good veteran quarterback, a good coach, Frank Reich, and the Colts are positioning themselves to get a wild card spot. The Seattle Seahawks, the Jets had no answer for the Seattle Seahawks as they were a big favorites. They were 16-point favorites, and they just have better players than the Jets. 40-3 to as they're trying to keep pace with the Los Angeles Rams, and Seattle is going to have a tough game next week. I actually think next week's game Seattle traveling to the nation's capital to take on the Washington football team. The Washington football team is 6-7. and seven. They are currently in first place in the NFC East, and that is going to be a very good game. I would love to see the defense of the Washington football team going up against Russell Wilson and that banged-up offensive line. But when you take it on a team that doesn't have a good pass rush, Russell Wilson can just do whatever he wants, and he had time to throw the football today. He had time to throw the football yesterday. Congratulations to Jalen Hurts getting his first NFL win. And now we have a quarterback con- Now we have a quarterback controversy in the, bro- the city of brotherly love. Now we have a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia as Jalen Hurts gets a win over the New Orleans Saints 24 to 21. This causes the Saints to lose out on the number one seed. Right now, the Green Bay Packers currently have the number one seed, and they have the tiebreaker over the Saints. 
Green Bay gets a big win over Detroit, 31 to 24. And so if the playoffs were to end today in the NFC, Green Bay would get the bye and the New Orleans Saints would have the number two seed. And right now they would take on the Arizona Cardinals. I'm just excited because we have two more weeks left of football. I am excited because we have three more weeks left of football and it doesn't get any better than this. Of course, the Sunday night game, the Buffalo Bills defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers have lost two straight. They're now the number two seed. And Buffalo is two games. Buffalo has a two-game lead over the Miami Dolphins. And they're starting to get hot. Two teams you got to watch out for. I know that Kansas City and Pittsburgh are on a collision course to meet in the AFC Championship game, but not so fast. Buffalo's looking really good, and so is Cleveland. They could be two surprise teams. And don't count out the Tennessee Titans either. They had a big victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're currently in first place in the AFC South. And then looking at your other scores, you have the Denver Broncos defeating the Carolina Panthers, 32 to 27. And you know, you NFL playoffs right now, looking at the schedule at the start of this week, I actually thought it was gonna be the New Orleans Saints and the Kansas City Chiefs. And they have a big showdown next week. Could be a preview of the Super Bowl. I'm thinking it's gonna be the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are my two teams that I'd like to see in the Super Bowl. How cool would it be for State Farm if you had Aaron Rodgers going up against Patrick Mahomes? They would just love that Super Bowl. They were hoping for that Super Bowl last year. We might get that Super Bowl this year. All right, well, the Auburn Tigers fired Coach Gus Malzahn after finishing 6-4. and four. He had eight seasons with Auburn, but he just couldn't get it done. He couldn't get it done as a head coach. He had one great season where he led Auburn to the national championship game in 2013. Remember, that was the last time they had the BCS championship as Florida State won, and it was a very close game. Remember, Gus Malzahn was the offensive coordinator for the 2010 national champions, and it just didn't work out. He just didn't build a good staff around him, and Auburn's expectations are to compete with Alabama every year and be a top 10 team. And maybe their expectations are a little too high because some of the candidates they're throwing out there is Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze. Remember, he coached at Ole Miss, and he beat Nick Saban twice. What about Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin's a good candidate. I I think that he could compete with Nick Saban. And then another odd one, Alabama offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian. Can you imagine an, an Alabama coach going to Auburn? That is shocking. But one coach that I think that could be a dark horse candidate is former Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Quinn. Could he go into the college ranks and recruit up Auburn teams? They can get some talent on the offense, but can they focus on that defense? And can Auburn compete once again? And the fact of the matter is that head coach Gus Malzahn did not have a good record against Georgia, LSU, or Alabama. Yes, he defeated Alabama three times, but three and five in eight seasons. Not good. Not getting it done at the University of Auburn, and they have very high expectations. College football was crazy this week. I know I'm happy that Army won 15 to nothing over Navy. That was a very interesting game because it was played at West Point for the first time since World War II. What is going on with the University of Miami Hurricanes? They lost to North Carolina 62-26. That game was ugly. You had Alabama have no problem over Arkansas 52-3. 
and they will take on the Florida Gators next week in the SEC Championship. But Florida looked like they were overlooking LSU. They got a huge upset loss as LSU defeats Florida 37-34, and Florida has just lost out on the college football playoff. This is going to catapult even a Texas A&M into possibly the college football playoff if any one of those teams falters. I do think if Notre Dame is to beat Clemson, and Clemson has two losses, I think a one-loss Texas A&M team will get in over Clemson. That is just my opinion. College football is crazy. You just got a lot of games. Ohio State is going to play in the Big Ten title game after all, as the Big Ten has decided to waive their six-game minimum rule for the Big Ten championship. You have Oklahoma taking on Iowa State next week. Iowa State trying to win their first Big 12 championship. And of course, Georgia taking on Vanderbilt. One story I want to talk about, and it was just an inspiration. In fact, I showed videos of it to my daughter. Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller. I know I talked about this story a couple weeks back. She's an inspiration to all female athletes that want to compete with the boys. But she becomes the first female in the Power Five Conference to score a point. And she kicked two extra points. And it was a historic moment. I saw the video and good job for her. I'm just excited. And it was, a, I mean, she's now a role model to my daughters. And I'm just excited about that. And I hope that she's able to kick next week when Vanderbilt takes on Georgia. All right. Well, the Cleveland Indians are no more. They are going to change their name. And I'm guessing they're going to continue the entire 2021 Major League Baseball season as the Cleveland baseball team. And that's just my prediction. I think that it possibly could happen, but it's happened with the Washington Redskins. They're now the Washington football team. So that was a big story. That that was a big story that came out down on the news last night. All right, NBA preseason. Kevin Durant made his debut with the Brooklyn Nets, and he looked good. I like the debut of John Wall when he played with the Rockets. Boogie Cousins looks like a pretty good acquisition for the Houston Rockets. And I want to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. I know the Hawks were just, they're looking pretty good. They didn't have Oneka Okongu or Cam Reddish in last night's game. DeAndre Hunter is starting to look pretty good. Do you think that he could possibly be an all-star? Of course, Trey Young playing very well with John Collins. Clint Capella getting rebounds. I am excited about the NBA season as the Atlanta Hawks will take on the Memphis Grizzlies the day after Christmas, December 26th on NBA TV. Going to watch that game. And we're getting ready for this 72-game season for the 2021 NBA season. The Los Angeles Lakers look to be the odds-on favorite, but the Milwaukee Bucks have added more firepower, getting Drew Holiday to play along with Giannis. And, of course the debut of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for the Brooklyn Nets. How is that team going to look? Boy, this show is just rolling along. I know that everybody is excited about what is to come. I hope that you enjoy the holiday season. This officially kicks off the holiday season. Well, that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I will talk to you Wednesday as we will have another exciting show. Hope everybody has a great day, and I will talk to you later. Bye.
You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.